1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network.
2: Just checking Twitter. Any uh, breaking news? I always check just before we start the podcast. But now I'm kind of scared of Twitter. Not for the obvious reasons, because it's a terrifying place. But I am getting videos where people are like jumping off the top of buildings or getting hit by a car. And I'm like, I. when did this start? I don't need to see this. So who's ever putting those on Twitter, stop that. We don't see any need to see that. It's time for Boomsies. Insert that John Cena meme to this song. Well, he's got the headphones on. He's dancing in one spot. Ryan Shepard. Providing the intro to Boomsies. Uh, and a fun fact about uh, John Cena. I once sat on his knee. He came into Jay and I's show when we were uh, doing our show from the closet at Fox. And I don't know. They drawn up a bit where I sat on John Cena's knee. And I'm like... This is, this. I'm sorry, he's like, whatever. He's like one of these guys, he just goes along with any bit on any show he's on and gets out of there. Very nice human, nice to everyone, and I have nothing but respect for John Cena because he's fulfilled so many kids' wishes to meet him. So, I respect the hell out of the guy. Just like who is the band Plain White Tees? who sing Hey There, Delilah?
1: Plain White T's.
2: Yeah, Plain White T's. So, long story short, that song used to annoy the heck out of me. And my daughters would put it on, and they're like, because they knew it drove me up the wall. But in the last six months to a year, there was a video that got put out where a, a child's in a hospital bed Oh, man, I hope I don't cry telling this story. And that's her favorite song. Hey there, Delilah. And her name's Delilah. So her dad's playing her the song. And then the freaking lead singer, Plain White Tees, comes in. And he's playing the freaking song to her in her hospital bed. And I'm like, okay, I, I now like this song. I like this band because of that one moment right there. Oh, I watched that video 30 times. My kids sit and watch me cry. They're like, why, why, why do you like to cry? I'm like, cuz, it's great. Emotions, they're a good thing. Oh, when he enters the room, though, oh, waterfalls. Okay. We already got uh, Plain White Tees out of the way. We got uh, John Cena out of the way. Two... A great uh, band, a great human. This is episode seventy-four of Boomsies. the Timothy Leaf Oshi episode. TJ Oshi's going to reach one thousand games this coming season. He's at nine hundred and fifty-eight, and Timothy Leaf Oshi, TJ Oshi, is a Stanley Cup winner. Number seventy-four. Manny Osborne parody is not a Stanley cup winner, but a damn Canadian skiing legend, Canadian Olympian. And I uh, had the pleasure of playing golf with him before this podcast today, along with uh, Tyler Nella, another Canadian Olympian skier and our buddy Marzi get to Marzi in a minute. But uh, Manny uh, reached out to me a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, I just uh, finished university. I'm like, was that now? He's like, yeah, I got my degree. And I told my wife, I'm going to take a trip because my brain is overworked. So we, uh, let's play some golf. So I said, this sounds amazing. So we went out and played some golf. Manny took up the game of golf a couple years ago. And he's good. And it annoys the hell out of me. I'm like, a person who started this game a few years ago should not be this good. But I guess that's uh, that's maybe expected of a high-performance athlete, an Olympian. But I love to pick his brain whenever uh, I'm talking with him on text or in person. Just like, so I ask him and Tyler, I'm like, when, you, when you're at the top of a mountain, you're ready to start a race, and you hear the beep, 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 are you thinking oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And they both said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was Tyler or Manny said, or they you say, like, why, what am I doing? Why am I here? And then my next question was, okay, when you're going downhill, can you hear the sound of the skis? Because on the broadcast, it's always... They said, no, all you hear is wind. Like deafening wind. Do you hear the cowbells? No, all you hear is wind. I said, at any point, do you feel like you're in control while going down a hill 200 kilometers an hour? And Manny said, if you feel like you're in control, it means you're going slow. If you're on the verge of disaster at all times, that means you're going really fast. And then my final question was... At any point while you're going down a mountain, again, you chose this as a profession to go down the steepest mountain you can find as fast as you can. And you pursued this for your entire life. Said, at any point, does your mind wander? And Manny said, "Uh, yeah. He's had a lot of big accidents. He said, if you look at all my accidents, they happen around 120 to 1 minute, 40 seconds. And he talked to a sports psychologist and it found that's the longest he could stay hyper-focused. And then right around then for that split second, you aren't hyper-focused and you crash. So I said, so does your mind wander? You're thinking like, did I, did I leave the oven on? Do I have to get groceries? He says, yeah, your mind wanders. And sometimes you say to yourself, I should be thinking about this race. And then your brain says back to you, well, why aren't you thinking about this race? And then you're having a conversation like that inside your head while going 200 kilometers an hour. So it was a great day. Lost on the 18th hole. We were all tied up. Manny and I played a little side game and uh, I put it in the woods. So uh, under pressure, eh, I'm gone into the woods. But our friend Marzi, so we used to work at him. uh, I used to work with him along with uh, Zed Money and producer Tim at a sports network. Oh, what the hell was that place called? I think they went out of business. But we all used to work together. And Marzi worked on what's called the assignment desk. And when we used to do updates standing up inside the newsroom with a clipboard back in the old days, we also had to do Newsnet updates, sports updates. So Newsnet would always call the studio and say, who's doing the updates? So Marzi would yell out to a full newsroom, who's doing Newsnet? Who's doing Newsnet? So it's an ongoing joke. Whenever we see Marzi, who's doing Newsnet? Uh, Newsnet. But now we just call him two balls. Marzi's one of these people who uh, he hits a bad shot. He has a ball immediately in his pocket and hits another one. He used to do this every single shot, but he's gotten it down to like only doing it 20 times a round. So Marzi had me thinking while this round was going on, how we can speed up the game of golf tips to speed up play. First off, play one ball. That's all. That's a quick one right there. Also, everyone get on the tee box and you start hitting. Play ready golf. I see a lot of groups they, someone's wandering up or one person's on the tee box, they tee off, they're looking at their drive, the other person a minute or two later come. No. Boom 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 boom. There. You trim five minutes off your round right there. After you hit your ball, if you're in a golf cart, you're in the middle of the fairway, you're in the woods, whatever. After you hit your ball, hop into your cart with your club in your hand. Don't spend seven minutes back of the cart, putting it in there, finding a head cover because you're going to stop again in a couple of minutes. Then you can go back. Put the club in your car. If there's no one in front of you and the group behind you is waiting every shot, step aside. Things are not going to speed up. Don't glare back at the group behind you for standing and looking at you, wondering why you're out there golfing. Just step aside. It'll make your day more enjoyable. It'll make the people behind you, their day more enjoyable. When you're on the green, Unless you're gambling for a lot of money or are on tour, leave the flag in. They've done studies and you have a higher percentage of making your putts if the flag stick is in. And most groups now play with it in. <laughs> Remember when COVID was around and we couldn't touch the flag stick? Those were weird times. If you have a long pre shot routine, stop it. The longer the pre-shot routine, the worse the golfer you are. It is a, also a proven study. Unless you're Wyndham Clark. Nothing. So I, I'm now referring to the U.S. Open champ. If you missed it, Wyndham Clark won. Great story. He uh, lost his mom when he was a teenager. Uh, very emotional. I got emotional. See him in his hug his siblings on the 18th green. But nothing was enjoyable about Wyndham Clark and the way he plays golf. His pre-shot routine when he was on the putting green was agonizing. Him and his caddy would line up a putt for minimum five minutes. And then he would get to the point where he's standing behind his ball about to hit it. And then his caddy's a foot from him. And you're like, that's weird. His caddy's pretty close. His caddy's in his personal bubble. And then they'd back off and start the routine over again. Obviously, it worked. He won the U.S. Open. But no one in attendance or watching on TV thought, oh, man. This is good TV. This is this is good entertainment. So right there and then, I said to myself, golf needs a clock like baseball. One minute, or maybe give them two. You got two minutes. Once you get to your ball, two minutes starts. If you need a rules official, okay, we put a pause on the time. Your rounds are trimmed by, oh, geez, an hour and a half on tour. One of the, uh, the U.S. Open participants, he was in last place, and he goes out first, and uh, there was no one to play with him, so they, they send out, I believe it's called a marker. So it's a good golfer, just so he has someone to play with. He fired through his round in like three hours. Those two guys. The first group behind them, if I'm remembering correctly, was an hour and a half behind them. I just hate seeing anyone try to emulate what the pros are doing. Don't do that. I'm out for the enjoyment of the game, but I also want to get home at some point. That's all. Again, I'm not. I'm not running through the golf course. I'm very cognizant. Like today, Marzi was taking a sound Like Marzi, people are on the tee box. Let's go, and he sped it up. A lot of groups, kind of like bad drivers, don't know that. Hey, maybe if I look in my rearview mirror, and there's a train of 18 cars behind me, and the car to my right in the right lane is, I'm driving the same speed as them. I think I might be holding all these people up. There's a portion of our society that doesn't have a part of their brain that processes this information. Or they just don't give a fuck. I think it's a bit of A, a bit of B. And I don't know how you live life like that. The other day at Dairy Queen, I'm... I want someday to, for a uh, restaurant worker or someone to, to say to me, "You're a very efficient order," because that's what I try to be. I get in, get my order, I'm out. Kids, what's your order? And they're like Elaine getting soup at the Soup Nazi. They're like, ah, hmm. I'm like, you've been here before. You. You know, you know what the menu fucking is. The anxiety it was causing me when there was only two people behind me is not normal. I should probably say, ah, whatever their kid's ordering, but to hold up five groups of golfers behind you to hold up a whole row of cars How that doesn't register in your brain. I, 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 I don't understand it. Uh, But the, uh, the U S open was in LA and I was texting my, uh, my buddies uh, from Fox. And I said, guys, how close is that course to the Fox slot? They're like very close. Uh, so, producer Tim, you lived there and worked there along with me. Did you know what was close to the Fox lot? And did you know that piece of land existed? Because that land, where it is in L.A., has to be, oh, I don't know, $300 billion. And I'm not even exaggerating.
1: Yeah, it, it's not that close to the Fox, I don't think. I, I They said sure. uh, the
2: 18th green was right next to Fox. Hmm. I'm kidding, I thought it wasn't, but it was, no. they said it was, no, okay. uh, Kyle Libby said. It's down it's Wilshire, very right? It's down yes, Wilshire. Wilshire.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's more closer to like Beverly Hills, WeHo, right? Well, Which we were on far. the, the Fox the lot Fox. is
2: on the cusp of Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not that far, but it's not like, there was that one pitch and putt core that was, of course, it was right across the street that, uh, Payne yeah, was it was
2: outside. a ship. The US Open was not there.
1: No, I, I understand that, Yes. But yes, I I, I vaguely knew that their golf course was there, but I never played on it or anything.
2: So, Tim, I'm glad you mentioned that pitch and putt course. So, kitty corner to the fox lot, there's a a shitty-ass par-three course. One night, we heard President Obama was coming to town. And about an hour before he arrives, they start blocking off streets around us. And we're like, well, he must be coming through here. So we all go on to the the rooftop balcony and we're watching. We're like, okay, what's going on? And then we get wind that he's going to be landing. His helicopter is going to be landing at the pitch and putt course. And it's like out of a movie. Three black helicopters just appear out of nowhere and land. So you don't know which helicopter he's in. And then all of a sudden, all the SUVs start peeling out. A train of about 30 of them. And they've got about every five, the back window open and assault rifles or whatever they have in the back or sniper things ready to knock off anyone who tries any funny business. And they speed by and we're like, ah, I guess he's in there somewhere. But yeah, I'll always remember that pitch and putt course because Obama landed on it. I wonder if he knew the quality of the golf course was not up to the caliber of what a president should land on.
1: Tim, were you there that night when President Obama drove by? I was. Royce and I watched it from the uh, windows in the, uh, in the meeting room. they are green helicopters, by the way, not black. They're well, the Marine. Tim, maybe one. I'm colorblind. They're the Marine One helicopters, and there were, like, a little formation of them. Yeah, it was out of a movie. It was pretty cool. I also got stuck in one of Biden's... Uh, Biden's motorcades once trying to get into work. I got stopped for like 15 minutes sitting there waiting for him to go through. When he was
2: vice president? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wanted to make sure you got your years correct, Tim. Uh, yeah. When the president or vice president uh, arrived in LA, a traffic nightmare. Uh, so it it was not uh, it was not a popular visit. Whenever they decided to stroll into L.A. Um, I just. uh, And sorry about my rant on golf. It just really annoys me. It just drives me bonkers. And if you speed up play. More people will want to play. Because they're like. Hey. Because you hear horror stories. Oh I played uh, Saturday at the course down the street. It took six hours. It shouldn't take that long. Your round of golf should be maximum four hours. Just get it, Marshall. I want to be. That's what I need to be as a marshal. That is my ultimate job. I'll keep that moving lickety split. I just completed last night. Summer viewing that I have for you for the summer. I guess since it is summer viewing. My top pick for your summer binge session it's on amazon prime stumbled upon it and it's a call saw a song a show called jury duty i'll give you the quick synopsis there's a there's a trial they have to find a jury so they go through the jury selection process everyone involved our actors the lawyers the judges i'm not giving anything away here they explain it right off the top every single jury member except for one person a joe schmo off the street is not in on the ga- the gig the gag and they do an entire show around this and then the best part is when they do the reveal of how they shot it. Because you're like, okay, he has to know there's cameras here. He has to know. And they go through all the points in which it almost got revealed, where they almost messed up, how they shot it, so he couldn't see the cameras. It is a fantastic piece of TV because it is so unique. I've seen nothing like it. And that's what we need is originality. And Amazon Prime delivered it. I saw online last night that it cost around $2 million an episode. And then they compared it to big budget shows. And it's like Amazon Prime's most watched show now. So a lot of you have probably already heard about this show, seen it. And hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. But I hope shows like that give leeway to new ideas, fresh ideas in which they'll say, hey, let's let's give it a go. Let's go, let's do the boomsies experience. Amazon Prime. What could go wrong? No well, a lot, but yeah. What are you gonna do? Um Zed Money and producer Tim said they've got something prepared for me. I, I don't know whether to be Um, excited, nervous, or a bit of both because, um, they said they have a little quiz for me. I have no idea the subject of the quiz. They have not given me any any indication. And I hope that this is not a quiz specifically designed to make me look like an idiot. Cause I do very well doing that myself.
1: Thank you. Uh, it is not designed to make you look like an idiot. I think it's pretty fair. So, because we, we decided, since the NHL entry draft is coming up at the end of the month in uh, Nashville, that we would play uh, a game of twenty twenty three NHL draft pr- prospect or video game character. Oh, no. so oh no! Now, hang on. I I think I still think it's pretty fair. There's a couple of tricky ones, but. You know. Also, you have a fifty-fifty chance. So, I mean, what's the, what's the worst that's going to happen?
2: Okay. So, I I just want to preface this by saying I've never been into the NHL draft. Like when people go through their draft rankings, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I care who the number one pick is, and that's it. I care if uh, I know someone about to be drafted, um, or related to someone who might be drafted. Aside from that, like when Bob McKenzie would go through his rankings, I'm like, I, I can't sit through an NHL draft. I just don't, I don't care. So I know Connor Bedard. And, uh, so after that, uh, hopefully he's on
1: the list. Cause I'll get that one. Well, I mean, I, I limited it to just guys who are rated as first round prospects. So okay. it's not like I went seven rounds deep here or anything. It's It wouldn't matter anyway if you did, so. Well, I mean, I I feel like you you I feel like you're going to do okay, Dan. I, I feel like I have a good feeling.
0: I have okay. a good feeling about I this. Okay. I
1: like this. So, all right? So we're going to start. We're going to play draft prospect or video game character. I'm going to ease you into it. This is a pretty easy one off the top, but we'll see how it, how it goes. So the first one, the first name is Gabriel Perot. That's a player. You don't know yep. Gabby Perot, GP? Yeah. Uh, okay, everybody stop clapping. Whoa, whoa. Jeez, oh, sh- that's a long sound effect. The crowd got Holy louder. Cow. Uh, raucous crowd. Uh, yeah, he is the son of former NHLer Yannick Perot. Had a uh, a big year this past year with the U.S. national development team. So good. You're you're one for one, Dan. Okay. Yep. Number two, Soda Papinski.
2: See, you're trying to fool me here, thinking, like, no chance that's a real name, but I'm going to say it is a real name. Real human.
1: Now, uh, Soda Popinski is the 35-year-old Soviet Russian boxer who first appeared in Super Punch-Out. Uh, oh, he was so also kn- He was also known as Vodka Drunkinski.
2: So a lot so. of people are going to be mad that I should have known that, but uh, I didn't get a. I didn't get to play a lot of video games as a kid. Uh, yeah, we didn't a, have a video game device.
1: It's a classic. game. Yeah. I just thought. You know, plus soda pop. Uh, okay, number three, Max Payne.
2: Oh, that's that's a classic video game character.
1: <laughs> that's easy. All right. You are two for three so far, Dan. Way to go. Number four, Quentin Musty. Hockey player. Yeah musty buy. All right. Quinton Musty. What team he did is, he play for? He, he's the he was the number one overall pick in the twenty twenty one OHL draft. He plays for the Sudbury Wolves. He is born in Hamburg, New York. Hmm. He had seventy eight points last season. Nice. Right, number five, Dmitry Smashov,
2: video game character, easy.
1: (laughs) What? Dmitry Smashov is from the from Russia. Obviously, played for uh, Yaroslavl last year in the KHL. Uh, His scouting report says what stands out uh, about Smashov. Is his size and strength and he's a physically mature player. He looks ready for the NHL level right now. I have a question. Yes, First sir? off, great handle
2: on Dmitry Smashov. Yeah. Are Russians allowed to be
1: drafted this year? They're allowed to be drafted, but you know, who knows if they'll actually come over, right? That's always the risk, right? That's a risk right now if you're gonna draft a Russian player, whether mm-hmm. or not okay. they they are released. Okay, number six, Victor Sullivan. That
2: will first off, that'd be a horrible video game character. So that's definitely a hockey player.
1: Victor Sullivan uh, is also known as Sully Sullivan. He is the longtime partner and best friend of Nathan Drake. He's also a treasure hunter from Uncharted. Mark Wahlberg played him in the uh, movie. And that's a video game? Yeah, Uncharted was a video game before it was a movie. That's the one where they fly the balloon? The balloon? In the movie, there was that scene where they had like the helicopter, the Trosky helicopter drag with the old pirate yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the movie. Ship. But okay.
2: Yeah. I was very entertained by that Uncharted movie.
1: Yeah. All right, you're 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 batting five hundred here, here, Dan. Okay. Let's move on to number seven. Colby Barlow. Barzy. Bar down, baby. A
2: website created by Gino Retta. That hockey player.
1: <clears throat> Colby Barlow uh, is the captain of the Owen Sound attack. He's from Orillia. Uh, he had uh, 79 points in 59 games with Owen Sound this past season. Made would go? Colby. Colby or Cody? Colby. C O L B Y. Okay. Number eight, Leo Carlson.
2: So we've had a few. I think you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes with a boring character again. So I'm saying
1: video game character. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! Leo Carlson played in the uh, Swedish League uh, last couple seasons. Uh, he had ten goals and fifteen assists in forty-four games last year. He played for the national team at the World Juniors and the World Championship.
2: Does every goddamn Carlson play hockey? <laughs> yeah, There's I a lot of them.
1: Yeah, he's not related to uh, to William. Uh, or okay, Eric? Then. Are Eric and William related? No, not as far as that. Unless they're like fourth cousins or something. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and numbers- can I just
2: interject here? So the, yes, the William Carlson speech, that's the one going around where he does it on stage, right? Yeah. And everyone's saying, what an epic speech. Can I just point out that it's a horrible speech? It is, it goes nowhere. It is yeah. not epic. It's not entertaining. And it doesn't end. What is epic about
1: it? It was epic because he was wasted.
2: Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry, but no, nothing you about remember, that screamed epic. Not a single point did I say, this is awesome.
1: I think it's a kid. like Remember Corey Crawford's uh, rambling? Yeah,
2: his was short and sweet. Yeah, okay. Ugh, uh, we need to really
0: think need to about the when bar. we use
2: the word epic. That's like saying uh freaking Wyndham Clark oh he's got an epic pre-shot routine and then someone posts a whole video that and then people are so nervous they're like oh I guess someone said it's epic I guess this is epic oh look at him line that pot up and then everyone just believes it's epic because someone said it was epic it's fucking
1: not well epic often also means long so Hmm. maybe it qualifies Okay, I'm glad I got to put that out there because I was thinking that and uh, I finally got to voice it. these damn kids. Uh, Number nine. Number nine is Mako Rutledge.
2: I know Rutledge. But uh, I don't know. And the last one was a hockey player. So this is, we haven't had a video game character in a while. So this is a video game character.
1: Make Rutledge is uh, Junkrat's Australian enforcer and bodyguard from Overwatch. Overwatch. Okay. It's very popular with the kids these days. Okay. All right. So good one, Dan. We are our final one. I feel confident that you're going to get this for a couple okay. of reasons. But here we go. Number 10. Oliver Bonk. Yes, he played
2: against my Peter O'Pete's. He played for the London Knights. And my Pete
1: beat him out. I figured that's why you'd get it. Plus, it's, you know, Radic Bonk's kid. Yes. I I wanted you to end on a good note, Dan. That is still a great last name, Bonk. Well, Dan, you passed. You got six out of ten. Hey,
2: Uh, that's all I ever strive for. It was a 60% average. I am fine with that. It gets you gets you through what you were doing and you don't have to repeat it considering you know nothing about video games it's pretty good uh, i know a lot about the super mario world which by the way we had a little um a little outdoor movie at the orono fairgrounds last friday night and they played the the mario movie and it was great, big inflatable screen, and I'm like, this is just awesome for the low, low price of zero dollars. Just cozy on up. Got a little chilly because it had rained earlier in the day, and the dampness of the ground came out. But uh, we brought the sleeping bags. Enjoyed the Mario movie. It was. I didn't stay for the end of it. I, I, I got cold. <laughs> but it's just being there. It's like a, being a part of a community.
1: I love it. So uh, thank you for the organizers of that. Uh, I think uh, we might want to get to our guest here. Dan's getting late.
2: Oh, I guess we'll save these emails. Um, Speaking of small town living, I discovered this man on Instagram. I was just uh, scrolling through one day, and I'm like, this is a great video. It's quick, to the point. It screams Canada, and I need to speak to this man. So here he is. Leroy.
0: Welcome to Climax. I've heard so many people who said all they wanted was to come here. I don't quite get all the hype. I'm Leroy. That's Leroy Jr. behind the camera. There's always something to do. We're in downtown Moose today. Just a heads up, on this street there's men working. Uh, You'll notice there's not signs that say women working because they're always working and don't feel the need to point it out when they are. (laughs) I'm Leroy, he's Leroy behind the camera, there's always something to do. We're just here to clear up the confusion behind Confusion Corner here in Winnipeg. It really couldn't be more simple. If you want to go north, just go east, and if you want to go north, go north, and if you want to go west, go east, and if you want to go south, go east. But if you want to go east, you can't. I'm Leroy, he's Leroy behind the camera, there's always something to do.
2: And here he is, Leroy. Leroy, I stumbled upon these videos, and... I hope I can put it into words correctly. It's just a slice of Canada and the absurdity of living here without making fun of us, but kind of poking fun
0: at us. Did I sum it up correctly? I think more or less. It's one of those things I think as Canadians, that's our humor, is we like to make fun of ourselves for the most part. Like If you don't like to make fun of yourself as a Canadian, I question if you're actually Canadian or not. Now, you recently went to Vegas. Yeah. And
2: and was it more difficult to make fun of Americans than Canada? Because you're like, wow, this is
0: this is a different brand completely. What I found difficult in Vegas was that, like, uh, they fix everything up and it's all like new there. So, you know, you can go to any small town in Canada and find some sign that's been posted there for like 65 years, right? And uh, and it, Vegas was a little more difficult when it came to that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: or my grandfather's basement. We'd always laugh. We're like, this house is never coming down because there's seven layers of paint. And what's not painted is just duct tape.
0: <laughs> that, that's kind of what Canada is. <laughs> It's pretty much there's there's a uh, oh, what's the name of it now? There's an intersection in uh, in Ontario there where they have a sign, but the sign keeps getting stolen. Punky Doodles Corner. Uh, So we went there and did a video uh, just like asking someone to return the sign because we wanted a picture Uh, and somebody sent us a sign we got our very own Punky Doodles Corner sign now. (laughs) So you just drive around
2: and you're just eyes wide open at all times, and you're just making videos of what probably 90% of us are thinking while driving past
0: these signposts. Yeah, more or less. I uh, we uh, It started for us. We started actually about five years ago, and there used to be three of us, and then my buddy Leroy laughed. Uh, so, so then it was just Leroy and Leroy, not Leroy and Leroy and Leroy. Uh, and then we decided to just, uh, we, we were driving down the road one day. We were going to the library in Moose which is a riveting place. We were were going to the public library to film a video and there was a sign outside of the library that said no parking Tuesdays and Thursdays from, uh, 1am to 6am. And we're like, that's the most random set of no parking rules uh, ever. So let's just do a video on it, uh, and it kind of blew up. And so that's when we we started looking at other signs we could point out for people.
2: And you, you must have a good uh, a good feeling when you put these out because it, it's there's no mean spirited videos. It's just good, clean fun in which you bring a smile to someone's face. And with the world we're living in.
0: That is a that is a true pleasure to bring joy to someone. You know what I said? If uh, if you can make somebody laugh, it lets them forget about like everything else. Even if it's just for that ten seconds they're laughing, they forget about everything else going on in their life. So if we can uh, if we can bring people a chuckle, and we try and do it in a family friendly way, uh, you know we may we may hide some adult jokes in there, uh, but uh, we hide them well enough that the kids won't know they're there. The climax one. Perfect I had, example. I had my 12 year old son filming it. He had no idea what the joke was, uh, <laughs> but he was happy to be along with dad that day. When
2: do we see the outtakes? Because some of these, t- some of the videos you put out there, you're laughing so hard at the end. I'm like, oh, that must have been like seven takes.
0: I uh, I don't even know what happened to the outtakes. <laughs> there's probably a whole bunch of them. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of them there somewhere. But uh, I don't even. I I should see if we can dig them up, though. That's a good idea. And also, what knows? You know, what put these videos at the top? Your
2: true Canadian accent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, not putting it on at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) And what people don't understand is, when you live in Canada, you don't notice the Canadian accent, but we have strong accents. Yeah. When you take us out of
0: Canada. Yeah. Did you notice it like more when you went to like California that? When you were down oh there yeah, when I year. came
2: back, I'm like, oh shit, you're from Ontario, aren't you? When I would come back and visit, from, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you're raised, just
0: outside Marmara. <laughs> my my wife's from Massachusetts, so I, I'll hear it when we go down there and then come back, I'll hear it. And yeah, anytime someone from Ontario comes out to Saskatchewan, uh, they've got the uh, uh, boat, like a boat, uh, you can hear it more. And it's funny, even different parts of Canada, you got the accents, like aside from Newfoundland. Oh, Ontario is, Ontario is one of the stronger accents
2: outside of Eastern Canada. Ontario accents are thick. Like how is she going there, (laughs) bud? Like you get a lot of that with people,
0: they don't even realize they're doing it. I knew a lot of people growing up who that reminds me of. Like the guys who did the, uh, out for a rip song. I'm like, I know a lot of people who just for a rip. Are you bud? I'm like, that suits about (laughs) three quarters of Canada.
2: Leroy, you're the best buddy. Thanks for sending me t-shirts. I will be wearing this loud and proud. And I didn't want to wear it uh, until I saw you for the first time. So I can't wait to walk out on the street. But there might be too many letters because I want someone to comment on it, but they'll have to stop me <laughs> to read it and then ask questions. And then if you stop someone while they're walking to read their shirt, then you're just a creep.
0: Uh, It's true. Uh, but I mean, maybe they'll just notice the logo. Uh, and ask about yeah. that, uh, which we we have had pointed out to us. Um, some people thinks, think it looks like a sumo wrestler, which also works, you know. Why isn't sumo wrestling happening in Canada? We have to start our own league and everything. Oh, shit
2: there, bud. I think we got your next set of videos. Uh, deal. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your day and then keep entertaining us. Thanks so much for having me on, Dan. Appreciate it. Leroy, you're the best. And you can find those videos at Leroy and Leroy on Instagram. Uh, I guess uh, I guested. I guess I can say I guested on Leroy's podcast. Had a blast. Just I love slices of Canada. It's a fun country. Did not get an opportunity to get to our phone calls. Did not get an opportunity to get to our emails. We will next week. Um, And we didn't get a chance to get to Boomsies Newsies. I sorry, I spent so much time talking about golf. Uh, But it really, really annoys me sometimes.
0: Uh,
2: I just will point out that at least four of our emails that we are not getting to are about Canada Dry Blackberry Ginger Ale. And I'm not even kidding. So I should be on the payroll of the Canada Dry Corporation very soon. In the meantime, send us an email. We will get to them. We have an all-email, all-phone call uh, episode coming up very soon. That's uh, Yeah Let's Talk, Y-A-Let's Talk, at gmail.com. Y-A-Let's Talk at gmail.com. And also our phone numbers. is. Mm. Wait, 289-796-2001. 289 796 Boomsies. Hug someone and be nice. Doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you
1: next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel O'Toozie. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.